Okay. Anyway, like I say, I like to always point out that Genesis to Genesis to Revelation, it's a perfect timeline. It's just perfect. You know, and then it's interesting. What's so great about it? Well, somebody just thought of that, and they just drunk it, wrote the Bible. No, they weren't. Ours is history. It's history. You can't turn on the radio or TV now without hearing about Israel. What's Israel? You know where it is? The Middle East. And then you, you start putting all those pieces together, and you go, "I read about that in the Bible." Okay. But anyway, uh, we're not going to do an update here. Here we go. So uh, we were looking in the book of John here, and the last thing we saw in John chapter 10, uh, Jesus keeps saying over and over again, he's, try, he's just pleading with these Pharisees. The rest of them have all caught on. But the Pharisees, and he's taking some of them with him. They're catching on. But boy, I mean, uh, if you'll notice, he's having to uh, discuss with them. Look, look at that verse 39. Once again, they started to arrest him. But uh, uh, he walked away and left them. And he went beyond the Jordan River, stayed near a place where John was first baptizing. Well, what's the spiritual side of that? Not, it's history. The whole thing's spiritual, but that's history, okay? And many followed him. Sometimes we get the idea there's just a few. No, he fed to 5,000. It was more than five. He fed to 4,000. More than four. That's a lot of people. A lot of folks. Notice, notice what they said. John didn't do miracles, they remarked to one another. But all his predictions concerning this man have come true. And many came to the decision that he was the Messiah. Wow. So here we go. They just had markers in there to help us not. It's in the book of John somewhere. Everybody's fumbling around. No, we got markers to help us. Because you know, all of it's very important and great things to reread at different times. So, so right then, wherever he was, he says, do you remember Mary? John chapter 11, verse 1. Who poured the costly perfume on Jesus' feet and wiped him with her hair. Remember that story? Okay. Who lived in Bethany with Mary and her, Mar and, and her sister uh, Martha. Okay, so he says, I missed the part here. Well, her brother Lazarus, who lived in Bethany with Mary and her sister Martha. Now, before I read the next part, what's with the names? We all have a name. Jesus knows who you are. I mean, the gospel is so personal. That picture right there that that guy wrote, I mean, he drew in the 40s, famous picture, Jesus knocking on the door. If you read that in Revelation chapter 3, you know, I stand at the door and knock. He's talking about an individual, individual. It's a church. And can you imagine that? Now, that's not the church, but that's your house, my house. Why do we got the door locked? We know it's Jesus out there. Okay, anyway, so let's keep going. So the two sisters, they sent a message. Text. No, I didn't have that. What the hell? Probably somebody just trotted it out there. Telling Jesus, sir, you're a good friend. Well, he's the only one because Jesus is all mad at us. We got to throw all that away. That wonderful song we were just singing here, you know, uh, Blessed Assurance. When, it, when it, you start thinking in your mind that God doesn't care about you, you need to get your Bible back in and just start reading. Just read, 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 read. Get all that stuff out of there. Anyway. When Jesus heard about it, look what he said. The purpose of his illness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Now, what's going on here? Well, before we get to there, I want to jump over. Let's go to, this book's not very long. We're almost at the end of it. Let's go to uh, the end of 21. Hey, look at this. Je Jesus, his disciples, saw him do many other miracles besides the ones told about in this book. But these are recorded. Now, here's why. Why? So that you will believe 
that he is the Messiah, the Son of God. And that believing in him, you will have life. Amen. You can try all you want to, but you're not going to earn this. You know, you're not going to earn it. It's believing in Jesus. Wow. All right, now let's go back to where we were. So Jesus says here, we'll get back to it. A little delay there. Hold on a second. It'll catch up with us. There we go. I wasn't on the right clicker. There we go. Here we go. So the purpose of his illness, Jesus said, was not to death, but to glory God, but for the glory of God. I, the Son of God, will receive glory from, notice, this situation. Although Jesus was very fond of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Made no move to go there. To go to them. Finally, after two days, he says to his disciples, let's go to Judea. Now remember what we just read in the previous chapter. They wanted to arrest Jesus. They wanted to stone him and kill him. So look what his disciples said. His disciples objected. Remember, this is, this is history, isn't it? Master, they said only a few days ago, the Jewish leaders were trying to kill you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. And during every hour of it, a man can walk safely and not stumble. Only at night is there danger of a wrong step because of the dark. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has gone to sleep, but I will go and waken him. Well, they say, well, if he's asleep, he'd be all right. The disciples, Jesus, thinking that Jesus meant Lazarus was having a good night's rest, said, well, that means he's getting better. But Jesus meant Lazarus had died. Then he told him plainly, now, now watch this. And why did he have to say this? Lazarus is dead. And he was. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. Okay? For this will give you another opportunity to believe in me. Come. Let's go to him. All right? Here we go. Hey, he does. All right? Now, notice this. Now, it, boy, if this isn't history, look at this. You know, they, they didn't make all this stuff up. They didn't make up 12 disciples. There was actually 12. And if you talk about Jesus' odds, you'd think Jesus' odds of selecting disciples, he should be hitting 100%. No, one of them, he said, was a devil. <laughs> he said, I did not choose 12 of you, and one of y'all is a devil, you know, whatever. It's not about odds. It's about people, isn't it? Well, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his disciples, let's go to, and look at this, and die with him. Well, that means, there was another place where they were going back to Jerusalem, and the Bible says that the disciples were terrified. Anyway, well, they knew what was heading that way. When they arrived at Bethany, they were told that Lazarus had already been in his tomb for four days. Bethany was only a couple miles down the road from Jerusalem. Let's get it together. Okay, Jerusalem is, woo, that's the place where the Passover, that's the, the temple and everything. Only two miles away. What's that? From here to Publix down there? It's not very far, is it? Now watch who knows. It wasn't like, well, nobody knows who Martha is. Yeah, the head dogs at, at Jerusalem knew who they were. Many of the Jewish leaders, here it is, had come to pay their respects. They didn't look at the roll and go, well, they gave a lot in the offering. We better run down there. They knew them. They knew them. And these are some of the very people Jesus was having to argue with saying, listen, if you don't believe that I'm the Messiah, you're going to die in your sins. Ah, who does he think he is? Anyway, so they came to pay their respects and to console Mary and Mar Martha and Mary. 
uh, on their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, okay, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed home. Okay, you got one, one of the sisters is at home. One of them started walking toward Jesus. Martha said to Jesus, now watch what happened here. See, I mean, I, my background's Baptist, but I didn't write this. Preachers didn't write this. This is history. So we're not trying to set things up to make people believe. Look what she says. Sir, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Now, that, hold, hold up. That's good stuff. She knew Jesus would have fixed it. The only problem now is he's already dead. But isn't it wonderful to know that Jesus would have fixed it? That's what she thought. What do we think today when we're faced with trouble? Well, Jesus, if you'd been here, that's what he's going to tell you. I'm standing right there at the door. Remember the rest of that verse? Whoever opens the door, I'll come in unto him and dine with him and he with me. In other words, I'll come in there and we'll just have dinner together. Anyway, well, notice what she says. And, and even now, it's not too late. Now, unfortunately, she really didn't believe this. She's just saying it. I know that if God will, I, I, that for I know that God will bring my brother brother back to life again if you'll only ask him to. Jesus told her, and look what he said: "Your brother will come back to life again." Oh yeah, what everybody else does on Resurrection Day. Jesus said, now here's this, the, the, the King James Version says, he says, I am the resurrection, okay? But if we pull it back down to Alabama language, I am the one who raises the dead and gives them life again. But see, it went right over her head. No, you're not. I know he'll, be, he'll rise again when the dead come. But anyway, anyone who believes in me, even though he dies like everyone else, shall live. Did you, did you catch the word anyone? Anyone. He gives eternal life for believing. He has given eternal life for believing in him and shall never perish. Now see the phrase, look at this. For believing in me. And the Pharisees and the scribes and that whole, they were so mad at Jesus, they weren't believing in him. Well, she says, yes, master, I believe you're the Messiah, the Son of God, the one we have long waited for. Well, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, your brother's going to rise again. You know, in other words, I'll get him back to life. Well, she left. Now, remember, this is history, so she just walked off. You've been there when you talk to people, and when they've, made, when they've said their piece, they're, all right, I got you, and you walk off. Okay. Well, she left and returned to Mary. Let's check up on what she said. Calling her aside, told them, excuse me. Then she left him and returned to Mary, and calling her aside from the mourners. Now, she called her sister over. Hey, okay. he's here, wants to see you. Well, I didn't catch that. I don't think it happened. So Mary went at once to him. I mean, they want to pound him because notice what she says. Now, Jesus stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the Jewish leaders who were at the house trying to console Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed that she was going to Lazarus' tomb to weep, so they followed her. So they're chasing Mary as she goes down there. When Mary arrived where Jesus was, she fell down at his feet. Now, I want to stop here. Why do we have all these details? Watch what happens. And remember the word believe. Martha didn't even believe. Because Jesus is fixing to bring it up again when she says, He stinks. They didn't believe anything. And remember he told his disciples, he said, I'm glad I wasn't there because... It's going to give you another opportunity to believe. I believe it's got nothing to do with it. Just 
if you make it to heaven, fine. If you don't, well, it's just the way your cards fell. No, it's not. It's not. Let's just act like we were there. All right, here we go. When Mary arrived where Jesus was, she fell at his feet. Man, she's... Anyway, look what that she said. Same thing her sister said. Sir, if you'd have been here, my brother would still be alive. Now remember, these guys know each other. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jewish leaders wailing with her, he was moved. Now look at this. Indignation and deeply troubled. Where is he buried? They said, come see. Oh, boy, we've had many a message right here. Jesus understands human suffering. Oh, that's not what's going on here. Indignation. Deeply troubled. Why? He didn't believe nothing. Watch what they said and watch him well up with this. Oh, they were close friends, the Jewish leaders said. Remember, nothing they say is right. See how much he loved him because of these tears. Oh, here's the thing. He loved everybody and they were missing it so bad. Some said, boy, this is really going to get Jesus. Watch this. Oh, this fella healed a blind man. Remember the eighth chapter? He just healed that guy. The Pharisees were all mad about it. They didn't even believe he was ever blind. You're trying to teach us and they threw that guy out on his rear end. Get out of here. Called him a illegitimate bastard. Good grief. Why couldn't he keep Lazarus from dying? I mean, this is God Almighty standing in front of him. Death has got nothing to do with nothing. Jesus said, oh, Lazarus is going to rise from the dead. Oh, yeah, I know, in the resurrection. No. Look at this. Again, see, when, he, when they heard that we healed a blind man, couldn't he stop this guy? When Je- he said, and again, Jesus was moved with deep anger. Then they came to the tomb. It was a cave with a heavy stone rolled across the door. Roll the stone aside. But Martha, the dead man's sister, we're tracking. Hey, by now the smell's going to be horrible. He's been dead four days. Didn't I tell you? Boy, isn't it? a lot of times you hear the Lord saying, why didn't you ask me? Why didn't you ask me? Didn't I tell you you'd be all right? Didn't I tell you? That you would see a wonderful miracle from God if you believe. Wow. So they rolled a stone aside. Now watch this. Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, of course. But I said it because of the people standing here so that they will believe that you sent me. Now remember, a bunch of these are Pharisees and they don't want anything to... They... Then he shouted, Lazarus. Come forth. Now remember, we're there. Let's, let's put together the things that if we had seen it, we'd have known. He's mummified, you know. He's a mummy. <laughs> he's, he's sealed up in that stuff. Four days is enough to turn to concrete, okay? And Lazarus came bound up in the grave clothes. That's what it means. His face muffled, the coronavirus, whatever. He's covered, man. I mean, you. He's covered. All of a sudden, whoa. Look what happened. Jesus told him, unwrap him. Let him go. He was like chained. And so at last, many of the Jewish leaders who were with Mary and saw it happen, finally believed on him. 
Remember, we already know there was Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea and some others in the previous chapter thought, nobody speaks like, even the guards were going, uh, ain't nobody spoke like this guy before. But some went on to the Pharisees and reported it to them. Can you imagine this, having to go talk to the head Pharisee? Well, you know what, he goes, what happened today? Well, a guy was raised in the head, you know. <laughs> well, we can't have that. It's got to be fake news. <laughs> no, he was resurrected from the dead. Then the chief priest and the Pharisees convened a council to discuss the situation. What are we going to do? They asked each other. For this man certainly does miracles. Aren't you glad you're on Jesus' side here? You can count on him. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now look what they, look how they, they're so worried about their power. If we let him alone, the whole nation will follow him. And the Roman army will come and kill us and take over the Jewish government. Time out. Where's God in any of this? They weren't worried about it, were they? It's all about us. You know, that's how they try to tell us today that our culture, say you're from Kentucky like these folks, and I'm from Alabama or whatever, where all we're all from, you know. Our culture makes us Christians. But in the whole scheme of everything, it's the circle of life. No, it's not either. 200 years ago, they were singing Blessed Assurance. Probably fighting Indians right after that. <laughs> Some of them probably just made it across on the Mayflower, just in the, uh, whatever, 100 years prior to that or 40 years. All right, here we go. And one of them, Caiaphas, who's he? High priest that year. Boy, that's real Christian-like, isn't it? He's the Pope. He's real Christian-like, isn't he? Well, no, he wasn't real Christian-like, was he? He's just a person like you and me trying to hold on to his power. You stupid idiots. Let this one man die for the people. Why should the whole nation perish? Now we're reading from John. Look what John said about this. This prophecy that Jesus should die for the entire nation, remember, came from Caiaphas in this high position. In this, wow, remember when Jesus died, it was on the Passover. The high priest goes in once a year. And look what the high priest accidentally, you could say, say. One guy is going to die for the whole world. Look at this. This prophecy that Jesus should die for the entire nation came from Caiaphas in his position at the high priest. He didn't think of it by himself, but he was inspired. Now, he was inspired because he hated Jesus. It was a prediction that Jesus' death would not be for Israel only, but for all the children of God scattered around the world. Now, what if you read that while you were drinking coffee? You already love Jesus, but wouldn't you be going, thank you, Lord, praise God, you know? Because sometimes we'll think, well, I'm not a Jew. But if you've been reading your Bible, praise the Lord, you know, if ye be Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Anyway. So from that time on, the Jewish leaders began plotting Jesus' death. Well, they're after him. Jesus now stopped his public ministry and left Jerusalem. He went into the edge of the desert near the village of Ephraim and stayed there with his disciples. Remember, history, history, history. I mean, he's dodging the, these guys. The Passover. Now, remember, he's going to die right here. A Jewish holiday was near. Many country people arrived in Jerusalem uh, several days early so that they could go through the cleansing ceremony before the Passover. Remember all those purification things? I remember we read about that stuff in the Old Testament. They wanted to see Jesus. And as they gossiped in the temple, they asked each other, what do you think? Will he come for the Passover? Yeah, he's going to be the Passover. 
Meanwhile, the chief priests and Pharisees had publicly announced that anyone seeing Jesus must report him immediately so that they could arrest him. That's why he was hanging outside. He stayed out. Let's see what happened. Six days before the Passover. Now we got the time frame. This is that last week. Jesus arrived in Bethany where Lazarus was, the man he brought back to life. He's still alive. Now, a banquet was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, so now they're at this house. Lazarus sat with the table next to him. Then Mary took a jar of costly perfume. Remember this story? Made from the essence of nard and anointed Jesus' feet with it and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with fragrance. Now remember in just a few chapters, she's the first one to see Jesus when she goes to the tomb. She's crying. Two angels say, hey, he's not here. Jesus sneaks up behind her and says, you know, Mary. You know, well, anyway. But Judas Iscariot, we know who he is, one of the disciples, the one who would betray him, ah, that perfume's worth a fortune. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor, you know. Not that he cared for the poor, but he was in charge of the disciples' funds and often dipped into it for his own use. We got stuff like that happens all over the world right now. Crazy people. Anyway, Jesus replied, let her alone. Look at this. She did it in preparation for my burial. Remember that? Nobody believed this. Jesus is supposed to be a Messiah that takes over the Roman government, sets up like David and Solomon and uh, Rehoboam and all the great kings, you know. And Jesus is talking about dying. You can always help the poor, but I won't be with you very long. Hmm. When the ordinary people of Jerusalem heard of his arrival, remember he was outside, he was out of town, just at the edge. Look at this. They flocked to see him and also see Lazarus, the man who had come back to life again. Then the chief priests, look at this. They don't just want to crucify Jesus, but they want to send the mafia after Lazarus because that was messing things up. They decided to kill Lazarus too. For it was because of him, here you go, many of the Jewish leaders had deserted and believed in Jesus as the Messiah. Boy, Jesus was upset in the cart. Today, we're in 2020. And if I had graduated college, a lot of times, or even different certificates, it'll say, in the year of our Lord. Something so hit this world back 2,000 years ago that the calendar is named after something that took place here. And I'll tell you why. A lot of folks figured this out. All right, the next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. Guess what's going to happen? Donkey time, okay? He's going to ride that donkey. Everybody's going to be making a big hoopla. Here we go. A huge crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and they went down to the road to meet him, meet him shouting, The Savior! Uh, let's see. God bless the King of Israel. Hail to God's ambassador. Now remember that? Well, it just sounds fixed to say it, but there it is. Jesus rode along on a young donkey fulfilling the prophecy that said, That's what's so amazing. Our Bible's so wonderful. 
one of those prophets, Micah, whoever it is, I don't know which one it is, Hosea, whoever it was, it actually breaks in and says that your king will come riding on a donkey. Anyway. For he will come to you meekly sitting on a donkey. Now, let's also point out what Jesus had previously said. We know this from other stories about Jesus in Matthew and Mark and Luke. Jesus sent two disciples ahead to go get that donkey. What do we know about that donkey? Did he say, a donkey that nobody ever sat on? Well, that ain't going to go over too good. You're a big political figure and you're going to get tossed. (laughs) No. Jesus created everything. That donkey couldn't have been more happy to have his creator on him. Calm as could be. That's why it says donkey's colt. Not a mature one that knows how to handle political figures. Boy, that one did. His disciples didn't realize at that time this was a fulfillment of the prophecy. But after Jesus returned to his glory in heaven, then they noticed how many scriptures, prophecies of scriptures, had come true before their very eyes. Whoa. That's why it's so important. Read your Bible. Keep reading your Bible. Don't ask anybody. You read your Bible. And all of a sudden you go, Oh, oh I remember that happened. Yeah. You don't have to have a cross-reference thing or nothing. Keep reading. It's history. You'll figure it out. Here we go. And those in the crowd who had seen Jesus call Lazarus back to life were telling about it. Now, hold on a second. That would have happened. How big a fish was that you caught? How big a deer did Dustin shoot? Tell me that story again. What kind of deal did you get? How did you get off? We're always telling stories. And somebody say, tell me again what happened. I was standing there. Jesus, I thought like a fool, asked that stone to be rolled away. And I got a whiff of it. God, it was bad. And Jesus, I saw him. He was angry. Angry at what? Oh, well, he hollered, Lazarus, come forth. And he came forth. And it just swept over the whole crowd. We realized he's the Messiah. He'd been telling us about it the whole time. And we finally caught on. Anyway. That was the main reason so many went out to meet him. Yep. Because they heard about this mighty miracle. Then the Pharisees said to each other, look at this. Ah, we've lost it. Forget it. It's over with. The whole world has gone after him. Now there were some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem to attend the Passover. They paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida, and said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. All right. Well, Philip told Andrew. And they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied that the time had come for him to return to his glory in heaven. Now remember, it's just evolution. Jesus just doesn't know. He keeps claiming he created everything. He really didn't. It's the Big Bang, you know. There's no such thing as heaven, and when you're dead, you're dead. That's what the Sadducees believed. Look what he says. Well, John saw him go up into heaven. I must fall and die like a kernel of wheat that falls in the furrows of the earth. Unless I die, I'll be alone. A single seed. Now, now wait a minute. Whoa, look at that. Well, Jesus is in a total different class. You are with him. I and my Savior are happy and blessed. Do you catch that phrase? I in my Savior. 200 years ago plus, that guy knew that. He'd been reading his Bible. But death will produce many new wheat kernels, a plentiful harvest of new, there it is, lives. If you love me, you're, uh, if, you love, excuse me, if you love your life down here, you'll lose it. 
If you despise your life down here, you will exchange it for eternal glory. I'm 59, and some of y'all are older than I am. You're going to see Jesus before I do. But we're all going to see Jesus, praise the Lord. This path that we've been on all our life from birth till we pass away, that's not the end of it. It's not a little glimpse and it's gone. You were created by God. It was not supposed to be this way. That's the reason we got a resurrection, you know. And we're all going to come back. We're going to know who you are. See, remember Jesus said, many will sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Remember that feast? Matthew chapter 8, Jesus spoke about it, you know. We're going to feast together. Well, how am I going to know Bob if he's not going to look like Bob? He's going to be Bob. We're all going to be who we are. Anyway. He says, if these Greeks, these guys, wherever they're from, want to be my disciples, tell them to come and follow me, for my servants must be where I am. And if they follow me, uh, the Father will honor them. Now, notice what he says here. He says, my soul is deeply troubled. He said, shall I pray, Father, save me from what lies ahead? But that's the very reason I came. And he says, Father, bring glory and honor to your name. Boy, boom, all of a sudden. Now remember, they were in the auditorium. Jesus didn't have a microphone. He had to get Judas to key up some funky little sounds. This was outside. Why did all these miracles happen? So that you and I would believe. Boom, look at this. A voice spoke from heaven. It's been about the third time this happened. I've already done this. And we'll do it again. Whoa. When the crowd heard the voice, some of them thought, it thundered, didn't it? Others said, no, an angel. I was an angel. I heard every word of it. <laughs> Woo. Then Jesus told them, ah, don't worry about that. No, he didn't say that. The voice was for your benefit. Not mine. The time of judgment for the world has come. Now, oh, look what he says. And the time when Satan... Well, we don't believe in him. I mean, come on. We got medication for, you know, for folks that's got, you know, trouble and whatever. They just got chemical imbalances and, and the things in Africa or wherever. And people that break the law. I mean, you can't blame it all on the devil. Oh, really? See, that's what attacks Genesis chapter 3. It said the serpent was more subtle than any other animal. Wow. Jesus thought he was there. This totally ruins Jesus. He was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. Remember the Bible says the devil came and tempted him. <laughs> the devil. Hold on. Remember the word's called redemption. Redemption. It's purchase. What happened? We're owned by this guy. Remember Jesus just said in, let's see, the 10th the chapter, he made all these people mad. You're of your father, the devil. <laughs> Jesus, there's no devil. Come on. God. We need to, I, I'm going to polish you up, Jesus. We got to have a better Savior than this. I mean, come on. This is 2020. No. We'd be in the same boat. Heaven just hollered a voice, just said this, and now all of a sudden, remember, this is Jesus. He's God. The time when Satan, the prince of this world, look at this, shall be cast out. There was a big thing took place when Jesus died. Look at this. And when I'm lifted up on the cross, I'll draw everybody to me. He said this to indicate how he was going to die. This blew away so many people. They did, they, even Judas thought 
He's not going to die. He's going to, if I betray him, he'll just, this will just kick off his new campaign for become president. There it is. Die? Asked the crowd. We understand the Messiah would live forever and never die. Why are you saying he'll die? What Messiah are you talking about? Jesus replied, my light will shine for you just a little while longer. Yeah, he's fixed to be gone. Remember why? He only needed to give his life. That's all. He talks to every one of us without being present. Anyway, he didn't have to be here. Read your Bible from beginning to end. He spoke. David never saw him. The Lord had talked to him just like he talks to you and I. Moses, I mean, excuse me, uh, Moses only seen him a couple of times. And even when he did see him one time, he had to, he only could see his backside. Abraham only had a couple of visions. Wait a minute. My light will shine for you just a little while longer. Walk in it while you can and go where you want, excuse me, and go where you want to go before the darkness falls. And then it'll be too late for you to find your way. Make use of the light while there is still time. Then you will become light bearers. What's he talking about? Just remember, he said, give up your life for him. Here we go. We're just going to finish this out. And that's it. After these things, look at that. Jesus went away and was hidden from them. But despite, oh no, look at this. Despite all the miracles he had done, most people would not believe he was the Messiah. Now you probably got friends that are in the same boat. I don't know. I, I question the Bible. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, I did a little research. I, was, I watched National Geographic and they talked about the Bible. Oh, they did, huh? With an organist over there playing the scary music. And we believe that these guys found these things. And it was, you know, and then they had gold commercial, coffee commercial, whatever. It's baloney. Read your Bible yourself. Man. Anyway. I'll just Google and see whether or not Jesus is the Messiah. Is Jesus the Messiah? No, he's not. Huh. I'll go tell that Christian group. You'll never convince me. Because I got miracles back in me, praise the Lord. Jesus takes care of you all the time. He's pleading with us all. Anyway. We believe. Okay. This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet predicted. Yeah, Isaiah 53. Lord, who will believe in us? Who will accept God's mighty miracles as proof? But they couldn't believe, for as Isaiah also said, God's blinded their eyes, hardened their hearts, so that they can neither see nor understand nor turn to me to heal them. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he made this prediction. Wow, you can look that one up. I'll tell you, it's Isaiah 53. Okay. For he had seen a vision of the Messiah's glory. However, even many excuse me, however, even many of the Jewish leaders believed on him to be the Messiah, but they wouldn't admit it because they were fear the Pharisees would excommunicate him from the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Jesus shouted to the crowds. He whispered. No, he didn't. Now you know why. He knows who he is. He raises people from the dead. He's trying to tell us all that I'm the only... Remember, he, what we're at chapter 12. In chapter 14, just two more chapters. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's no back door. There's no back door. There's only one way. If you trust me, you're really trusting God. For when you see me, you're seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in the world so that all who put their trust in me, let me scroll down a little bit, all who put their trust in me will no longer wander in darkness. If anyone hears me and doesn't obey me, I, I'm not his judge. I've come to save the world. 
Not judge it. Well, I think sometimes we really messed up on that one. We, we hadn't figured that one out. We still... Now, we're going to... Our lives will change, and we'll get better and better, but you're not going to earn it. Anyway. He came to save the world, not judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged at the day of judgment. What do you got to have about that? Reject him. Just reject him. No, we're not doing that. But anyway, they'll be judged at the judgment day, or day of judgment, by the truths I've spoken. For these are not my own ideas, but I've told you what the Father said, and I know his instructions lead to eternal life. So whatever he tells me to say, I say. And if you went from right there, we're not going to do it, but here we go. Look at that. Jesus knew the evening of the Passover day that it would be his last night on earth before returning to his Father. Now you got... You got 13, actually chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. It's nonstop Jesus is talking this night. Doesn't take long. We're not going to do it. But I'm just saying, it was a discussion that took place that he had with all his disciples. And then right at the end of this, he goes to the garden. They show up with lanterns and torches. They take him before Pilate. He's crucified and he's resurrected. Anyway, we'll stop here. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you even looking at uh, John chapter 11 and 12. You are taking care of your people, praise the Lord. Those who would trust you. So, Lord, if we're not feeling good today, you'll take care of us. Praise the Lord. We're not dead, but if we were facing with that or something, you'd take care of us. Hallelujah. You're aware of it, praise the Lord. Any aches and pains we might have. Lord, same thing's true financially. If we're hurting financially, you'll fix that. Glory to God. There's some other problem like that. Oh my gosh, it's a people problem. It's a this or that. It doesn't matter. You're going to help us. And so Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to go tell others what you've been doing in our lives as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, okay, good deal. I'll come back next time.